was good. Amen. All right, so this, this come, we are going to deal with um, a few things which I think are very important for believers. Okay. We are going to deal with the matter of strong man. Say strong man. Say strong man. Um, let us look at something briefly. So we will start from there and then we'll start going down gradually into the matter. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to. Or let's start from here. Let's start from Matthew chapter 12. We are reading from verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. 29. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Unless he finds, I mean, unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me. Hallelujah. Amen. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus over here is talking about casting out of devils. And he compared one devil to a strong man or one evil spirit to a strong man. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, he compared one evil spirit to a strong man. So when a spirit is having interactions with a mortal, the spirit compared to the mortal is a strong man. The mortal is like the house, which the strong man is in charge of, or has power or authority over. If one will have access to the house, you need to get rid of the strong man. So though it's an evil spirit, it's a strong man, or it's a strong spirit, Spirits in relation to mortals, spirits are strong, whether it's a good spirit or a bad spirit. One of the things concerning human beings is the weakness that they have. Okay? I'm talking from a natural perspective. You see? Now, Jesus is saying that Another strong man would have to bind another strong man. In fact, in the in the um, in the book of Luke, 
we rather dis we even discover that there is a strong man and then there's um, a stronger man hallelujah okay luke chapter 11 verse 21 when a strong man fully armed guards his own palace his good time peace when a strong man so we are dealing with a strong man but the strong man is armed as well okay and he's trying to protect or guard what he has you see but jesus says in verse 22 but when a stronger man than he comes upon him and overcomes him he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil so jesus is describing himself as the stronger man and then the evil spirit that is possessing a man is what is a strong man but jesus he is in the likeness of men so it's possible for a man to enter realms of strength which when you compare to the strength of spirit we find that this man is a mighty man even in the regions of the spiritual do you understand what i'm saying you see i'm introducing it this way because i want you to realize that we can't afford to not be strong because we are dealing with things that are already strong they they they, they don't have to do something special to become strong relatively eh, every spirit when you compare the spirit to a natural person let me say natural a natural person eh, that person is no match to any spirit i mean when you put them against each other the spirit will spoil the person easily i'm talking about naturally naturally I'm not talking in the regions of people that have given their life to Christ and all of that, no. But naturally. So there are many people that are walking around the world and they are under the control of spirits because they are not stronger than the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are spirit beings. We are not only limited to the natural world. Because of that, God expects us to be strong. So, in Ephesians chapter 6, we find that in the matter of our warfare, God expects us to be strong. So, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and let's look at it because I'm still hammering on a certain point. It's not the only reason why you should be strong, but this is by way of introduction. So, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Not only that, but be strong in the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You need to be strong because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We are in warfare against certain spirits but these spirits have been qualified to the world strong men 
in 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 uh, in a contemporary way, when we talk about a strong man nowadays, we are talking about people that specially train themselves to carry out unusual feats, like the way they do Ghana's most strongest. All those people are called strong men. You see, so there's a world competition for them. You know. Uh, and the kind of things that they do, you cannot do. The, the average man is unable to do it. So we are being told that the average spirit is stronger than a natural man. Do you get it? Yes. And there are examples in the Bible like that. We see angels that were released against men, and men were no match. You see. Yeah, very important. So, God actually expects us to be strong. God has commanded us to be strong. God will require of us to be strong. You cannot afford to be weak. When you do that, you are, you are unable to fulfill what God wants us to fulfill. You see, God needs a strong army. God needs a mighty army. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the vision of God, or in the plan of God, or in the purpose of God, God actually has an expectation. Hallelujah. Are we following? Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 from verse 2. Or if I can even read from verse 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come, great and strong. When God looked at us, and looked at us even by the time that he consummates all things, or fulfills all things in his will, or in his uh, economy, God looked at us, or looked at a group of people, or his own people, he saw them to be great and strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we following? Yes, Pastor. So strong is an expectation of God. That is the, that's the pattern that we should conform to. That is what we should be. God has not called us to be weak to give excuses, to not be strong. No. To be strong is God's pattern for us. It's God's ordination for us. That, 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 is your, that should be your natural state, that you are strong. The unusual one is you are weak. Do you get it? The usual, the normal. We should, we should all be mighty and strong in the house of God. So we can easily identify the ones that are weak and help them to strengthen them. 
But now when you enter a church, everybody's weak, including the man of God. You see? But that's not God's pattern for us. So look here. A people great and strong. Look here. The like of whom has never been seen. I mean, has never been. Nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them is a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. You see, their appearance is the appearance of horses, and like swift steeds, so they run. Are we following? And so these reveal certain components of strength. I mean, or being strong. We'll go, we'll go deep into it. I'm just trying to, you know, prepare your heart and mind for what we need to really look at. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Is it? Is it with a with a noise like chariots over mountain tops they leap? Think about a mountain. Do we leap over mountains or we climb over mountains? We climb. But these people, they leap. It means that when they attempt to jump, the amount of force that they can generate can carry them over the mountain. That is strength. Because physics will tell you that it's the force you exert downward that elevates you. Yes. So if you, if you don't have the muscles or the strength to generate that uh, force, you cannot jump very high. So the ability to leap is tied to the strength they possess. They leap over mountain tops. It's like the way, you see, let me show you what is happening. Within the heart of everybody is the desire to become invisible. Is it? It is, is, is the desire to, to be so strong that you can achieve everything. Do you understand? And, and the movie industry has capitalized on that imagination and desires. And then they give us people like Superman, they give us people like Spider Man. They give us people like Batman, Captain America, Iron Man. What else? Eh? Wonder Woman. Yes. Mm, Thor and things like that. Easy. Eh? Then they, they call them Avengers. They are going to avenge them. <laughs> a, a, a superior force has entered Earth realm. But common men cannot do it. We need strong men. That's just what is going on. Most of these people, their inspiration are from spirits. See, they write it, but they don't know that they are showing us something that is very real. On the day of battle, do not call weak men. God, God will not enlist a weak man in his army. Now, these mountains, they could be very literal, but they could also be very spiritual or uh, figurative. You see, because the Bible says unto Zerubbabel, Who art thou, O mountain before Zerubbabel? Ye shall become a plain. 
A lot of the challenges that we encounter in life, they can be looked at as mountains. There's a place in strength where we don't ask the mountain to move, we leap over it. Yes, we leap over it. Praise God. Are we following? Yes. Because sometimes some of us are praying, Lord, let this mountain move. But maybe God is saying that develop strength, leap over it. This one, we have to leap over it. Are we following? Like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. You see, so he intentionally ties our strength to the matter of battle. That's just what I wanted to emphasize. You see, because when you look at strength or being strong, being strong has two arms. We have the endurance arm and then we have the performance arm. So military people, proper military, let's say, they, when, you know, they go and break, they come back, they do some tests for them. The test is to check endurance and to check performance. What can you do and what can you endure? That reveals the strength that you have. You need both. If you can do things, you cannot endure things, you are not strong. If you can endure things and not do things, you are not strong. Imagine both. Praise God. Mm. Paul told Timothy, endure hardship as a good soldier of the Lord. And show us that you are strong by enduring. Mm. If your strength fails in the day of adversity, then indeed your strength was what? Little. It's little from the beginning because you don't have endurance. Because a true test of strength is in endurance. It's not only what performance. So it has two arms. You see? Are we following? Yes. Before them, the people writhe in pain. Office are drained of color. They run like mighty men. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a way mighty men run. Yes. There's a way mighty men run. Second Samuel chapter 22. Second Samuel 22, the verse 30. David is speaking. Hallelujah. Amen. David is speaking. He said, For by you I can run against a troop. When we are in battle, when we are in battle, and we are going to fight. Mighty, mighty men charge against the troop. They run with boldness. Okay, mighty men. Even if it's one man, unless he are a thousand people, they can run against the troop or run through the troop. They don't run away from the truth. The troop. They run into, they engage. Mighty men engage. That's the way they run. So David is speaking about the fact that by God is able to run what against what a troop. Then by my God, I can leap over a wall. Now go back to Joel chapter, Joel chapter 2, 
we are seeing that the mighty men of God also have a way they run. And I'm showing you how they run. Because David was a template of a man that was strong in the Lord. He was mighty. God trained him and raised him as a warrior. Is he? He said, by my God, I ran. And so, the second part, I leap over one. I wanted to show you that. Let's go back to the book of Joel. You are going to realize that they are closely related. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. By my God, I run against a troop or into a troop. By my God, I leap over a wall. Do you get it? Now, it takes a mighty man to climb a wall and enter another person's territory. Let's say that you are going somewhere. Then they, you've, you've seen that they've written, beware of dogs. And you feel there's something that, that belongs to you. It takes, it takes something. <laughs> to leap over the wall and enter the distance. Because already you can hear the dog barking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They run as bold men and they are fearless. That's what they are trying to say. They, they charge, like they see that the army is here. That is where we are going. We are not going to pass somewhere else. I'm coming head on. Come to deal with the matter. I'm not dodging. You see. Recently I was telling you guys that one time I was meditating on my bed and I asked myself, if I was in the day of, you know, the Jews and they come and stand and they say that we are going to war. And say, everybody, arm yourself. Will I go? I, I asked myself that question. Will, 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 I, will I be bold? For the Lord. <laughs> I asked myself that. He said, we need to shift our mind. What happened to the Jews physically is happening to us spiritually. And we need to realize it. What happens to the Jews physically is happening to us what? spiritually. You must realize it. God needs us to be strong and bold. You see the battle. It's not every battle that we dodge. Sometimes the wisdom is to fight. The wisdom is not to run away. Sometimes the wisdom is not peace. The wisdom is fighting. Yes. The wisdom is to fight. They climb walls like men of war. Everyone matches in formation and do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone matches in his own column. Though they land between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter into the windows like a thief. The earthquakes before them. The heavens tremble. They have an influence on everything. That's the kind of strength that God is talking about. That's what God wants to build us to become. Even to exercise authority or power over the elements. Watch here. The earthquakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord, go, the Lord gives voice before his army, is, and for his camp is very great. For strong, for strong is the one who executes his word. So in the army, those who execute the word of the commander are the strong. For strong is the one who executes his word. So when you find that you are not able to discharge the things that God expects of us, no matter what it means or no matter what it takes, you are not strong. You are not strong. 
Now, let me show you the matter of Gideon because we are still dealing with issues concerning the army because all these things are shadows of how God wants to deal with us as the army of the Lord. The church of God is the army of the Lord. The church of God is the house of God, is the army of God. Just like the way Abraham raised an army from his house, that's the same way God raised an army from his house, which is us, the church. So we are both house and, and, and army at the same time. Yeah. Same time. So though we are in the house and serving and all of this, we are armed to fight. And we need to be strong. When we're building the walls of Jerusalem, or rebuilding the walls, at some point, as they were working, they had one weapon in one hand and using the other hand to work. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, let's go to the book of Judges. All right. Judges chapter, um, chapter 7. Now, God had commissioned Gideon to go to war. Gideon gathered so many people. Because that is the natural way to do things. Easy. But God had other plans. Because God felt, if I use plenty people, they will think that because we're many, we're able to achieve the distance. I need few people. But I need few people that are strong. It's not in the quantity. It's in the quality. The quality of the men. Yes. One strong man for God can change his generation. Yes. One strong man. One strong man for God. So then Jerobal, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and come beside the well of Harold, the king, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Verse 3. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of all the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid in the let him turn and depart once from, uh, once from Mount Gilead. Hallelujah. And 22,000 people returned and 10,000 remained. It means that they were initially 32,000. When he asks, if you are afraid to go to war, go home. 22,000. Yes. These were not strong men. They were not mighty men. They were forced to come. I see God knew. Now, why am I telling you this? Because from here, I'm going to begin to delve into the matter of strength. I'm going to realize that the first place of strength is not necessarily what has been released to you, but what resides in you. I'm going to, I'm going to teach on that very soon. And what resides in you becomes strong by faith by faith you see i've taught you guys this before the children of israel all that god expected them to do was to believe that he can do for them that's all because 
there's a promise on them. God named them Israel. The prevailing God or the God that prevails. In their engagement, God reveals himself as one that wins always and never loses. Now, in God's dealings with them, God expects that they will believe that he will do, not be. Even if they are not strong, he expects that they should believe that he can do for them. That's all. He doesn't need any more. So God is saying that I don't need people who are fearful. I don't need that. People that are fearful. I don't need that. So you are going to discover that one of the first things that you need to learn if you are going to be strong is faith. We're going to it very soon. A lot of believers don't believe. We shouldn't even call them believers. We are, we are just believers because you have come to say, I said the Lord Jesus Christ, blah, 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 blah. But we, we don't really believe God. A lot of believers are doubters. And if you don't have faith, you can't fight. You cannot. You, you, you can't be bold. Praise God. There's a close relationship between boldness and faith. Because, watch here, sometimes when the Bible says be strong, the Bible is not talking about gaining strength. The Bible is talking about being bold. When God told Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous. He wanted him to be bold. You know, Joshua, God had to help him. God started helping him with Moses. Moses encouraged him. Moses used to, you know, Encourage him, don't worry, everything will be fine. It will be <laughs> because it, it was very necessary for him to be able to achieve what God was wanted him to achieve. And after God, after Moses had, had, left, had left him, God himself also started to. I mean, some of the few words that God spoke to Joshua initially were be strong, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. Do not be terrified, don't be afraid because God wanted to help the boy, Charlie. Believe, I will help you believe because because sometimes being strong is about being bold and to be bold you need faith faith eh? Peter walked on water because he was bold not only because he believed he believed and was bold so he did you see and then when he shifted his eyes from Jesus and started looking at the waves the faith went down, and they started going down. It's a, it's a, it's a mysterious thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's as if the power of God only works for you when you believe. It's as if it's like that. It's as if in the absence of faith, there's no manifestation. Yes, because imagine, at least, why not the initial believing? No, you should just keep him so I continue to walk. But the moment he started becoming afraid, it started going down. I, 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 I would think about it over and over again. I think about it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because I feel, oh, but at least he believed and started walking. But Jesus made it clear. Why did you doubt? So your sinking is because of your doubting. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we following? So he sacked the people because in the Lord's army, we are not dealing with fearful people. So fear, uh, fear, 
is not a trait of mighty men. Strong men, mighty men are fearless. They are very bold. That's how they run. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. First John chapter 2. Now mind you that the feature concerning the army of the Lord in Joel chapter 2. One of the things I said that they that are strong will execute what is word. Okay. Mind you. So one of the features of strength is that you are able to execute the word of the Lord. And when you find yourself struggling to execute the word of God on whatever demand God has of you, then you are not strong. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we following? Yes, All right. Now I want to show you something in First John chapter number 2. After that, we'll start dealing with certain matters. Okay? And then we'll pray. Um... Verse 14. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. I have written unto you, young men. I have written unto you, young men. So young men are said to be strong, but another thing concerning them is that the word of God abides in them. The word of God abides in them. They have the word of the king or the commander in them. And they walk accordingly. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to thy word. The strength of the young man spiritually is not in his strength physical strength, but in his ability to yield to the word of God. Easy. Yes. Because very soon we are going to discover that naturally the peak of strength is found within or among the young. But there's a place in life where the strength of young men also fail. That's the word of God. Isaiah 40. Even in terms of physical strength. Yes. When you have a young man that is sick, eh, his strength is useless. The, the capacity of his muscles are reduced to nothing because he's nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's a young man, but he's not well. He's not strong. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we following? Yes. Is he? Now, let's start looking at a few things concerning how to be strong. There are some few principles that we need to establish here. In terms of men or human beings, okay, there is maturity. Maturity means that you have reach your full potential. Do you understand? Are we following? Yes. So there's maturity. But within maturity, there's the 
potential to become strong. Pay attention. Maturity. Maturity will come by growth. Easy. But when you are matured, you can become strong in the maturity. The fact that you have become matured does not automatically make you strong. When you are matured, you have a certain level of strength. Let me put it that way. But this strength can be increased. Can become more. So, in the matter of being strong, God is not only saying that we should mature, but he wants us to mature and specialize. Or mature and increase in strength. You see, the, the problem, one of the problems, the reason I'm telling you this is that one of the problems that we, ha- we have now is that there are people that look at themselves and they don't see maybe any sin or anything in their life. They feel they are working in love, they are working in this, they are working in that. Like, they are almost perfect. Is it? But they are not strong for God. Because in their mind, they feel what they should be as believers they are. Is it? And they have a good testimony among people. But it's good to be matured. But beyond being matured, you can be strong. You can be mighty. Now, the reason why the maturity is important is because you cannot become strong when you are not mature. If you take a child to the gym and a child starts, <laughs> the child can develop some muscles, but the muscles have not reached their full potential. So, what though he might look, you know, um, it, it might appear as if he has built his muscles very well. The muscles might not have the same capacity of an adult. You see? So pay attention. I'm teaching two things. It's very important. In other words, what I'm telling you is that you need to grow to be matured. And then when you are matured, become strong. That's what I'm trying to say. You need to grow to be matured. And when you are matured, become strong. So Bible says concerning John the Baptist, Bible said that he grew and waxed strong in spirit. He grew and waxed strong in spirit. He grew. He became mature, but he became hard. Very hard. Very strong. Strong power. Is when you understand this, you don't you will not be making excuses. Is it somebody like Beaches? And Beaches looks very innocent. But I know she knows things. <laughs> you know things, or you don't know things. Now, so Beatrice, Beatrice looks very innocent. Oh, she she knows. <laughs> she knows that she knows the things I'm thinking about. Now, so so you can look at yourself, and then you might feel. Uh, you know, I go to church, I serve in the church, I pay my tithe, I do this, I do that. Like, there's a way you can feel very comfortable, like, I got it. I got it. Easy. Uh-huh. But you got it, 
but you are not strong. Yes, you got it, but you are not strong. You, you, because the evidence, pay attention, the evidence of maturity is in the fruit that you bear. We need to be matured and strong. Now, we also realize that every strength has its source or secret. There's what makes things, you know, strong. And there are different dimensions or reasons. Sometimes things are strong because of the kind of material that they are made of. So they make up. The makeup. The makeup. What materials are made? What's the material? What's the substance? What is the substance? You see. Now, the moment you also go into the substance, they are also going to realize that within the substance, there are different forces that are at work. The kind of bonds between the molecules or the atoms of the substance determine how strong it is. The reason why diamond is hard is because of the nature of the bonds in between the molecules. Do you understand? Are we following? Yes. The kind of bonds. You see? So that is even within the substance. So even within the substance, there's a principle by which the substance operates. Within the substance, there's a principle by which the substance operates. That makes it strong. It's not only that it is of this substance, but it's also that it obeys the principles of the substance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we following? That is why when you temper with the substance of a thing, you temper with the principles of that thing. You see, diamond can be made less hard. Eh, by mixing it with something or by interfering with the bonds or the forces that hold the atoms together. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. So, it's one thing to be made of a substance and it's another thing to operate by the principles of the substance. What makes it strong? You see, now, Strength also is not only by substance or the principle that the substance operate with or prayed by, but it's also by what supports or backs or influences the thing. Is it what supports or backs or influences the thing? Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we following? Yes. What supports or backs or influences? So you learn that we are strong, pay attention, by what we are made of. We are strong by living according to what we are made of then we are strong by the influence of God or the support of God over our lives. You see? 
the influence of God or the support of God of our lives is very important. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, under the influence or the support, there are things that you need to understand. Okay? You need to understand that the strength of God can come upon us, please pay attention, by the impartation of strength. So God can indeed give you strength. So you can be strengthening your inner man. We'll be looking at that. So what, what comes from God to you is actually strength. You will feel strong. You see? Are we following? So it can come, the influence can come in partition as in strength. But God's strength or the, the strength that we receive from God is, does not always come by that impartation that you feel that strength. But it also comes by his direction. So we are not only strong because we have received strength, but we are also strong because we have been directed. We have been led in a way which we are following. Look at it this way. When there is water, okay, let's say you have it's raining, and then there's water. Now the water can increase in force or momentum by the path that it takes. Do you understand? Are we following? Yes. Now, if the water goes down, uh, let me say a slope, or I think, yes, that's the word. Uh, you realize that as it's going down, it is gaining momentum. It is water. Water appears as if, you know, it, um, it can't cause harm. But when water is pushed in a certain direction, over a period of time, it begins to gain momentum to cause harm. Or when the winds blow the water in a certain direction. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. When the children of Israel went through the Red Sea, it was the wind of the Lord, the breath of the Lord, that blew over the waters and caused them to rise. And they stayed there. So water that initially couldn't stand, when you carry water like this, couldn't stand, suddenly the water was able to stand up like a wall. You know that, right? Okay. Because it does come under a certain influence and it is following the way of the influence. It is following the path of the influence. So we become strong by impartation of strength, but we also become strong by the direction or the leading. Now, we, the influence of God over us is not also limited to direction alone, but it's also connected to pressure. Say pressure. Pressure. Now, what does this mean? God actually generates strength in us by pressing us. What do we mean by pressing? By training us. It brings us under certain conditions to 
initiate growth and strengthen us. That is the pressure I'm talking about. So water appears harmless, but when water is under high pressure, we have what we call jet steams. Eh? Hey, no, um, there's a name they call them. Uh, please check online for me. There, there, are these, there are these machines that you put water inside and under high pressure, they cut like laser. Check for me. There's a name for it, I've forgotten. They are able to cut metal. Come again. Yes, they use that to cut diamond. Water is cutting diamond. Yes. Yes. Because it has come under pressure. It has been pressed. It has been trained. And then when God is pressing you, God is producing strength in you. Yeah. When God is pressing, it's producing strength in you. Some of you, maybe God will be speaking to you. I want you to fast. I want you to do this. And if you Charlie. <laughs> you think about the whole thing like <laughs> fasting in the bread, Charlie. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe God is producing some strength in you. God is producing some strength. Some of you, it's like all the demons in your family is you that they are targeted. Yes. But it's to produce strength in you. Because when you journey to, to break that thing, you realize that. In breaking it, you have developed strength. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? When David was killing the lion and the bear, he didn't know that he was developing strength to kill a giant. He didn't know. Because he didn't see it in his future. But God, pay attention. God prepared him with those things. So by the time Goliath came, he was ready. So when they, I said, oh, I've killed bear before. I've killed lion before. I can kill this one. And Goliath was in the last giant they killed. They killed other giants. Yes. They killed other giants. Asafo, did you find the name? Water jet. Uh-huh. Yes, there's a name like water jet cutter, something like that. Easy. So, we are strong by the substance that we are made of. We are strong by living by the principles of the substance that we are made of. We are strong by the influence of God upon us. How? By the impartation of strength. He gives us strength. But we are also strong because we follow the way of God. We are also strong because we have come under the pressure or the training of God. Very important. So as I said, there's trained by structure or substance. Okay? Or you can look at it this way. The substance and the structure is connected to the principle by which the substance operates. Okay, so there's a substance and then there's what? The structure. It's very important. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to, let me start from here. I mean, these are not the only things, but we are just brushing over a number of them so that we can narrow down gradually. So now I'm going to deal with 
strength by substance. Then we'll deal with strength by structure. And what I mean by the structure is that the principles that govern the substance, the forces that hold it, the connections, the bonds. In fact, we can put the two together. I think they work together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Genesis chapter 30. Okay, from verse 37. Now, Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rod. And the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gardens, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth strict, speckled, and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks the face toward the streaked and all and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flock by themselves and not put them with Laban's flock. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we following? And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rod before the eyes of the livestock in a goddess, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female, male servants, and camels and donkeys. Amen. Please, did you follow it? You followed it. Okay, now, I was supposed to tell you something earlier, so let me tell you now. When I was comparing the children of Israel to the church, okay, so when the children of Israel left Egypt, are we following? They were in the wilderness for a while, okay? Now, that is where the church is. We have left Egypt. We are in transition to the place where God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Though we are in the church of God, okay. Now, whilst they were in the wilderness, or as they were leaving Egypt, Bible says that um, Psalm one zero five, Bible said there was none feeble amongst them. Eh? Psalm one zero five, Bible said there was none what feeble amongst them. So there was none weak. There was one that was stumbled. There was none that was going to fall. All the people that God brought out of Egypt, as he was with them, they were strong and were mighty. Are we following? So that is the experience that we need to you know, experience now. Now, I remember it because we're talking about feeble. Now, this is what is happening. I want you to understand something. So Jacob worked under Laban for some time. And he realized that Laban wanted to cheat him. So he devised a plan. He went to cut some branches eh? and he, he made them, you know, like stripes. Do you understand? Apply them, make them like stripes. Then he observed the animals. If the strong animals among the flock want to mate or they are in heat, then he arranges the branches that he has done in front of them. 
So as they are meeting, they see the branch. Are we following? We don't know what physiology is that, but by the time they finish, the child that will come has stripes, just like the branch. Do you understand? Are you on the same page? Very good. Now, there are two things I want you to learn here. Number one, Jacob was able to increase his flock because he was producing flock out of the strong. So, out of a strong flock or a strong mother and strong father comes a strong child. So, we are strong by the genes that we carry. Is it? We are strong by what? The genes that we carry. Where we have come from. That is a substance I'm talking about. Bible says that he that is born of God overcometh the world. What gene do you carry? You carry the gene of God. Bible says we have been born of an incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Of his own will, begotten us by the word of truth. The word of God is said to be sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is strong, is formidable, seven times purified. It is of this word that you are made. So the sweet inside of you comes from a place of strength. So you carry the potential to be strong because you have come from a strong place. Your God is strong. Do you know how God introduced himself? Let me show you how God introduced himself. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Don't worry, I'll be, I'll be closing this session very soon. Isaiah 40. Are we there? Isaiah chapter number 40. Watch here. Uh, verse 9. Zion, oh Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Hallelujah. Lift it up and be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Ozabu, can you read that part for me? The last part, verse 9. Isaiah 40, verse 9. You, the servant, you bring to me Zion. Okay. Go up unto the high mountain. You, the servant, you bring to me Zion. Shout loudly with your voice. Shout aloud and do not be afraid. Say to the town in Judah, here is your God. Okay, so say the towns in Judah, here is your God. Now look at something. Let's say that I'm an MC for a program. I said, we'll go and stand here. Yeah. Then I come in, you know, see the, so next we have, we have Dr. Frank. So behold, Dr. Frank. 
they get it. So, so the, the messages were sent to go and say that here is a God, behold your God. They were to introduce and announce God and listen to how God came. Pay attention. How, let's read your version. Okay. The, the Lord, who is the master, is coming with power. He's coming with what? Power. So, if you don't know anything about God, know that he's coming with power. Verse 10 said that, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand. But said, Once as he said, but twice have I heard that all power belongs to him. If you don't know anything about God, know that he's powerful. That's what you are saying. If you don't know anything about him, if you don't know anything about him, know that he's strong. If you don't know anything about your father, you know something about him which connects to you. Do you get it? Yes. Some of you, you know that you are dark because your father is dark. And sometimes you wish your father was a little fair. But it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Your father has already made you dark. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> are we following? Yes. Your father has already made you dark. So behold your God. Your God is strong. And it's of this talk, this God that you are made of. So you carry the potential of a strong man. Yeah. Even angels are described as strong. How much more God? Revelations. Chapter 5. The verse number 2. Revelations 5, the verse number 2. Revelations 5, the verse number 2. What does it say? And, and I saw a strong angel who spoke with a loud voice, who is so good that he can bring the Lord. He said, Amen. Then I saw what a strong angel. When, when he saw the angel, he knew that the angel is strong. Because the angel didn't show power. He just came to speak. But by his appearance, he knew, if you meet a strong man, you will not know that he's strong. <laughs> in, a, in a setting, we say macho man. I'm sure he saw a macho angel. <laughs> Praise God. Is it? But the strength of the angel is not in his muscle. But then he, he could recognize. Because there are some angels say, oh, angel, angel, angel. But this one said, I saw a strong angel. So I'm saying that even angels are said to be strong. And we started this discussion by saying that spirits are naturally stronger than man. Naturally. Eh? But where we come from now, by the grace of God, we are no more natural. We are no more natural. We are no more natural. Praise God. In fact, God does not even expect us to behave like men. He expects us to behave like sons of God. It's not the same. It's not the same. As many as are led by the Spirit, these ones are the sons of God. They are not the sons of men. They are sons of God. 
Your strength is the ability to walk as a son of God, not as a son of man. We find this beautifully illustrated to us through the life of Jesus. Jesus is said to be the seed of David according to the flesh. So sometimes this is called son of man. For this reason, the son of man was made manifest. Because according to the flesh, yes, indeed. But with regards to the spirit that is in him, Jesus was the son of God. Unto us a child is born according to the flesh. Unto us a son is given. The son was not born. He was given to us. That is why Jesus could say by the spirit in him that before Abraham I am. Because Jesus was not speaking by his flesh. He he was not doing... When, When they were calling the son of carpenter, which was according to the flesh, he wasn't thinking that way. You see, you see what I'm trying to show you? Because he was living in accordance with the principles of the substance that was in him. That was where the strength of Jesus was. Until a man ceases to walk on the plane of the natural and by the principles of the natural, the man will not appreciate the strength in his inner man, which God has put in him. Jesus didn't walk according to the pattern of, no, Jesus was not a natural, no, 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 he was not a natural person. He showed it over and over again that it's not natural. He was not very interested. Natural child, natural child, 12 year old, you have gone for wedding. What will you be interested in? Food, reception. The wine and things like that. You say, oh, mommy, this is, <laughs> you chop and even the one that your mom chops. Hey, daddy, give me some. And then they'll give you. Jesus he was not interested. He entered the temple. Because he was operating by what was inside of him. When he met him, they asked him, ah, what are you doing here? Don't you know that I must be about my father? He, he, he looked at his father and told his father that I must be about my father. So you, you are my words. <laughs> eh? For example, you call your dad and say, Daddy, I need to go and see my dad. Ah, what, what are you saying? I'm your dad. Oh, no, you know, my real dad. <laughs> like, when you drop the corner, your, your dad will call your mom. <laughs> Is there something I need to know? <laughs> Is it the substance that was in him? That was the strength of his life. That was the strength of his life. That was what made him do the things that men could not do naturally. Because of what was in him. What was in him? Praise God. So, what was in Jesus? That same kind is in you. That same kind is in you. 
Bible says that he that is born of God cannot continue to sin. Why? The seed of God remains in him. And ye, he cannot sin. Do you know that believers, anytime we do the wrong thing, we do it intentionally. According to, for believers, there's nothing like it was a mistake. It was a mistake. We just see it to see. But from the beginning, it was not a mistake. It was planned. You knew what you were doing. Because as you are doing, the Holy Ghost will be saying, hey, so you will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> and as the Holy Ghost is speaking to you, you say, oh, Lord, I know you understand. Just today, let me do small. <laughs> is it? Are we following? Yes. Because he said the seed of God remains in him. The seed of God. The seed of God remains in him. No wonder I say, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. He that is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory which overcometh the world. Which This is what? Our faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even what? Our faith. Now, I, I, was, I was going to tell you, I was telling you that in dealing with the substance, the thing that you need to address is the matter of faith. We'll come there shortly. We'll come there shortly. But I want you to begin to realize that the spirit that you carry on the inside of you is strong. It's not weak. Very strong. Very strong. Bible said, in the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. Even, listen very carefully, even the babes among us in Christ, they carry something. So Jesus spoke to John, spoke concerning John the Baptist. He said that concerning John the Baptist, of all men born of a woman, there's none greater. But he said the least in the kingdom of God is greater than this because we have entered a different territory. The principles are different. In the regions of men, we are talking about natural people and there's a limitation to what they can do. Abraham and Co. had a limitation which God has taken away from us. God has shown us mercy. And God has taken away that limitation. God has given us something that they long to have. What we are experiencing now, they will look for it. But we don't appreciate what we have because we don't understand. First um, Peter chapter 1. Are we there? Chapter 1, we are reading from verse uh, 10. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that would come to you? Verse 11. Searching what or what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. Hallelujah. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Are we following? 
things that angels desire to do what to look into Hebrews 11 39 and all these though commended through their faith did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us they should not be made perfect we carry something they didn't have all these all these refers to Abraham down everybody all these die all these Are you with me? So you have something, and what you have is strong, it's not weak. Don't be. Paul told Tim- Timothy, let no man despise you for your youth. Because though you are young, what is in you is great. Okay, please read for us. Wow. Okay. how fortunate you are angels have given everything to be in on this we carry something strong it's not weak strong just as the strong animals were producing strong lamb the same way we the lamb of God are coming out of the strength of God so we are strong we are strong we are not weak God, God is not intending to make us weak. Think about something. Come. Let's say that eh, I am the strongest person in the world. Okay. And they decide to come and visit me. And then when you come, I have like a bodyguard or something that is outside. And then when you get there, say, hey want to see the stronger person and the person goes like, oh please i beg will you believe i'm the strongest person no no will you believe i'm the strongest person so let's say this is my bodyguard eh my bodyguard is here i'm inside everybody says i'm the strongest person in the world then you come and then you come because maybe you too you feel like you're strong you come and then you see my bodyguard and i say hey where's your master so yes sir i beg <laughs> that's what we are trying to do to God we are the we are the representatives of God we are the ones that represent a strong God and show forth a strong God so if we are weak what are we saying about our God do you know that kings eh Kings do not only display their wealth in themselves, but they display their wealth in the people around them. Do you know that? Kings don't only display their wealth in themselves, 
but they also display their wealth in the people that are around them or their power. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see the greatness of the king, not only what he, he has, but in what the people around him have. Because he's not great enough. If his greatness cannot transform other people and make them look great, then we doubt his greatness. That's what we are talking about. So if God is in this strong, God will not be seeking to have weak people. No, that's not God's plan. No, 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 no. No, that's not God's plan. That's not God's plan at all. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. He said, as for me and the children that God has given to me, we are for signs and for wonders. Because we are indicators of something. People must look at you and see that God is strong. They must, they must encounter you and find strength in you. Because, and you see, God started it by making sure that what he puts inside you is strong. What he puts inside you is strong. That is where it starts from. What he puts inside you is strong. There's strength on your inside. Paul prayed a prayer for the church, the efficient church. Is that, that God may endure them with might in the inner man. Because that is where it is. We are not among those who will turn back. We don't turn back. We are not quitters. We are not quitters. Say, I'm not a quitter. Say, I'm strong. I'm not weak. Say, I'm strong. Say, I'm not weak. Say, I'm strong. Say, I'm not weak. Say, I'm mighty. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'm strong. I'm not weak. God needs us to be on that level because there are some things God will require of us. If we are not strong, we will not, we will become quitters. See, I'm not a quitter. No, 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 I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. We need to stand strong. We need to realize there's something in us. And how to maximize this substance in you is by faith. When we come back, I'm going to address that a bit more. How to maximize this substance in you is by faith. By faith, by faith. When we come back, we look at it by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Your problem is that you don't believe. Your problem is that you don't believe. Your problem is that you have not increased and grown in faith. And I'm going to teach you how to do that because it's very important. If you are going to be strong on your inside, you need faith. You need to believe God. Believe God. Like believe God. That is how the the substance in you grows, and that is the format or the pattern it conforms to. It conforms to faith. What God puts inside of you, without faith, it can't do well. It needs faith to do well. It needs faith to do well. That's why I said that he that born of God overcome the world, but he didn't live in there. This is the victory which overcome the world, even our what? Our faith. The whole Christian experience is called the faith. That shows you how faith is. Faith is so important. Faith is so important. If you are going to be strong and mighty, we need to be strong in faith. This, the, the, the experience of Abraham with God was summed up in the fact that he believed God. When we summarize his life, we realize that he believed God. When you go through Hebrews 11, which will be one of the scriptures that we are going to read, you are going to discover that 
All the people that walked with God and God was pleased with them and did exploit, they all did by faith. They all did by faith. Said, time will fail me to talk about Samson, talk about Barak, talk about Gideon. All these by faith. All these by faith. Said, for by faith, the elders obtained what a good report. That is how it is. So even they that didn't carry the special thing, they are experts on by faith. How much more you that carry the special thing? In faith, you do much more. Much more. Came by better your faith. Faith does many things. One of the things that it makes you strong. Let's be now sweet. I want us to pray shortly. You want to pray. You want to ask the Lord to help you. You want to ask the Lord to help you. Even as these words come, I know that it is generating faith in you. You need to run with it. You need to hold on to the word and run with it. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talamanda branilis bungefe mone bradaile dai jabilai komelilai. Do brave monara mendes zegle belwa tali braduli miadunimis. Vele bayuanto zaila brado shege brada febunandose. Yada bayada bayada bayas. Yala baya bada bagose. Yala brada bashada bala bada bados. Yada brada bashada bala bada bada Yada bala brada zala bala bala bados. Yada bayada bashada bala brada zada bradosha. Yada baraba shada baya bradasa. Yada bayada brazala bada bais. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bible said that they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. I told you that strength has two wings. It has the wing of endurance and the wing of performance. Performance is about exploits. And knowing God is tied to faith in God. When we come back, we are going to address it a little more. You see, God wants us to be strong. In this time, even much more in this time, we need to be strong. We need to be hot for God. We need to be on fire for God. We don't need to be okay Christians. Okay, it's like, we don't do bad things, so we are okay. No, that's not what we are talking about. 
we need to be strong enough to effect change, to, to produce exploits. There must be a performance. There must be an action. I pray that even as we are gathered here, you press in into God. I pray that you pay attention to the matter of faith. I pray that you grow in God in the name of Jesus. I pray that there'll be a release of grace. I pray that there'll be a release of grace. I pray that there'll be a release of grace in the name of Jesus. I declare release of grace in the name of Jesus. I declare a release of grace in the name of Jesus. I declare release of grace. May the Lord strengthen you. Receive strength in this place. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord empower you. May you stand for God. In the name of Jesus. May God empower you. May you stand for God. In the name of Jesus. May God empower you. May you stand for God. In the name of Jesus. May you stand for God. In the name of Jesus. May you stand for God. In the name of Jesus. Strength be your portion. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord equip us like his army. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord arm us. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.